Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast where two seemingly meaningless people talk about, hopefully, very meaningful things. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, no matter what I'm doing, is... Me. That's you! <laughs> Did you think it was a surprise? Like I was going to pull I was somebody waiting. out? I thought there were going to be adjectives about greatness. Oh, I was going to be very superfluous <laughs> with my adjectives about you. Next time. Yes. Yes. In fact, you are always with me. But that's a good thing. We should always be together. We're supposed to cling to one another. Yes. And you are very clingy. I was just remembering. Why is that a bad thing? You used to call The Bible me. says to cling. And people I are like, know. you're so clingy. They're like, yeah, I'm living biblically. <laughs> be right. clingy. And then you should you're have a shirt the, that says that. Aren't you supposed be to be. Be clingy. Aren't you supposed to be the clingy one? We've got six kids. I've done my job. Well, it's true. It's the man who's supposed to leave his father, father and mother. mother cling to his wife. The wife. Gets to stay with her mama her the mommy, whole time. It doesn't say anywhere Nothing that the wife should leave her mother. Whatsoever. So. Yeah, you, you. I used to have a nickname for you. Yeah. What was it? Pocket. Pocket. Because you were always <laughs> in my pocket. No matter what we were doing, I would go to turn to talk to you and would bump into you. <laughs> Because that's how close you would be. You know what? I was, um, it is true. I feel like safer when I'm like right behind you. Well, I'm very big and strong. (laughs) I was making a video by myself for, it was like a testimony the other day for um, the Bible reading challenge. And I really just wanted you to be there. I was like, if Chris could be here, (laughs) I could just sit slightly behind him. And to, you know, to the side. Just as like your comfort animal. And just kind of like lean on your shoulder and then I could do this. (laughs) Which is funny because you've had to go to the doctor by yourself lately. Uh, You've had to do so many things by yourself. Coroning is the worst. Especially when the rules are stupid. Yeah. I'm just, I'm thankful in that to believe in the sovereignty of God. Because I absolutely know I would not be pregnant right now if if God didn't want me to be pregnant. Yeah, and he knew this was all going to happen. Yeah. He knew the restrictions. Yeah, so that has kept me... He knew both the smart choices and dumb choices that we would make throughout (laughs) this whole process. Yeah, that's kept me being brave when I have to go to the doctor by myself. Even though... I mean, slightly brave. What did... So being honest. (laughs) So our, our... Yeah, our last appointment, they... Which, it's pregnancy number six. So we've been to the doctor... Twice? Three times? Twice and an ultrasound. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, we don't recommend that. This is like an accident. Yeah, yeah. It just happened. It's a a corona-inspired accident. (laughs) Um, And then, but they said I couldn't come in with you to the appointment. Right. At all. Right. And in fact, when I walked into the room with you, she (laughs) told me I was going to have to leave like right away. Right. And it was so funny because the whole way there. I'm a big talker. I was being real mouthy. Yeah. She was like, this is your baby too. (laughs) You tell him, Chris. You tell him this is your baby. Because there were signs signs saying you can't have a visitor. I was like, you're not a visitor. You're my husband. This is your baby. I like your voice. Yeah. This is your baby. That's how you were like, like in the elevator. You were like, you tell him. You tell him you say, this no. is my baby. Then I was like, I'll tell him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're like, well, that's what I'm going to tell him. He comes with me. 
Yeah, but that's not... We even not... said we would say you were my support animal. Yeah, that was my idea, to say I'm your emotional support animal. Yeah. Because in our messed up world, who are they to deny me that existence? Right. If I, yeah, of course. If we want to live our life as if I am an animal <laughs> that emotionally supports you, who are they? They would be more likely who to let they? you in for yes. that than they would for yes. you being my husband. Yes. Or if I just said, I'm just here for an appointment, I'm a woman who has a baby. <laughs> I'm eight months pregnant, and they're like... No, but we can't say anything. I guess we gotta let him in. No, they'd say you need to put a mask on. <laughs> yeah, they would. Yeah, they definitely would make you do that. No, no, the husband thing is one of my pet peeves because that's not honored. You know? No, yeah, it totally. Well, I mean, the whole birth process denigrates the husband <laughs> the whole way, right? Yes. It's like it's, it's like all you're not about real, like you don't exist. Yeah, yeah, you so you've got no claim to the child, on, you no. know, all this stuff. It's Yes. And I know that they're trying to protect women, but how about some rights for husbands? <laughs> but when too? they're trying to protect you when I tried to call to set up that <laughs> oh, appointment. Oh, it drives me insane. This has happened to us so many times. Yeah. Okay, I do not make phone calls. Like She doesn't like them. No. I don't mind them. You thrive. Or, as my father-in-law thinks, he likes doing that stuff. <laughs> he loves them. He loves it. You thrive on Chris, this time. Tell Chris to call him. He loves doing that. <laughs> Send him to Walmart. He likes Walmart. <laughs> my he's mom's not. like, no, he's, he's just, being, just He's just kind. nice. <laughs> he's just a nice guy. He's just being kind. No, he, anytime I ask, he goes, he likes it. <laughs> you know, he just likes you. But. Yeah, so Chris will call to make my appointments to talk to my doctors, and he is doing me a great service. Like it is a and them a service. Talking to you on the phone is not fun. What's your social security number? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> When's your birthday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't even yeah, yeah, don't even ask me medical. Yeah, have questions. you had any trouble? Nope, I'm good because <laughs> you're so afraid of getting in trouble. I have to go with, so I have to go with her. So even at the doctor's appointment, she is so afraid of disappointing the doctor that if she's had any problems, she'll say that everything's great. Well, after I've been like crying to you. And I'll have to go, I'll have to go, no, 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 no. Remember? Yeah. I was like, yeah, you remember it. We talked about it five minutes before we got in here. Just that so people pleasing fear of whatever. So yeah, I was, so I was making an appointment for her the other day. And this is a typical, this has happened to us many yes. times, many times. And it's just, so anyway, I call, uh, and I'm setting up the appointment and they say, well, is your, is your wife available? Uh, can, can, and I said, well, yeah. She said, can we talk to her? To on, her. To, can we talk to her on the phone? Mm-hmm. Can we talk to her? Yeah. Like, and I was like, uh, <laughs> and you're sitting right next to me. And I said, Leslie, do you want to talk to them? And she was like. No. No. No, I don't. I don't. That's why he's on the And phone. so I said, nah, she's busy being pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady was like, uh, okay. And she went ahead and did it anyway. Right. So I was like, so what's the point of even asking me? If you're going to let me do to. it, just let me do it. They have to, because husbands don't exist. It's so silly. But all of that, but... It, anyway. It's a, it's a, remember, so one of my favorite stories... <laughs> I tell it every time we do this, is I don't mind protecting people. 
Mm-hmm. If it's really protecting people. Yes. But this is not. This is not protecting. Like, because if I were to give you the phone, they have no idea that you're listening. Right. Because you would just be regurgitating the same facts that I just gave them. Right. Birthday. Yes, I need an appointment. Yes, I would like an appointment. Are you Leslie? Yes, I am. Okay, can we talk to that guy? Sure. We got Leslie's permission. How do you know it was Leslie? The guy on the phone that we didn't trust handed the phone to someone we didn't know. We tricked him though. We said we can only talk to Leslie. We need her permission. It's just so it's so dumb. It but is. you've got sometimes you have to let them know that it's dumb. Mm-hmm. They know you just got to let them know that you mm-hmm. see through this facade of security. <laughs> Charade. Yeah. Yes. So like one time, I'm always I have to do this for her dad again. Mm-hmm. He thinks I like it. Right? <laughs> uh, he did. Chris kind of helps. My, my parents' business there. Yeah, because the end, everything is going technological. Yeah, everything everything is- had to be done online, <laughs> and they do not do any of that. They have things on Excel spreadsheet that they have step-by-step step written down what they need to do on a piece of paper next to the Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Like step one, step two. they did things a certain way yes. forever. Yes, and so then- even the Excel spreadsheet is done on paper, right. basically. <laughs> so anyway, I had to call to, I don't even remember what it was. But they said, oh, we're sorry, sir. You're not a, you're not the author. We need to talk to the owner mm-hmm. of the the business for whatever. He's the authorized head. Or, mm-hmm. Which is, I, I set up this account. Right. I'm the one who, I'm the one who did it. I put all the information in. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who started it. He doesn't know, know anything about this. Mm-hmm. And so then I was just like, oh, this is so silly. I said, well, we need to talk to Gary. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I didn't have time to get him. I said, he's, he's, he's well, not here. And he wouldn't have known. And he didn't want to talk on that. And he wouldn't know what to tell right, them. Right, And so I, I just said, okay, one second. <laughs> and I just paused. <laughs> and then I said, yeah, this is Gary. <laughs> <laughs> the person was like, uh, I thought this was Chris. <laughs> I said, no. Uh, this is this is Gary, <laughs> and you know I didn't change my voice at all because I, I wasn't I wasn't to trying to deceive. Right. I was showing them the foolishness <laughs> of this. I was showing the fool their folly. Yeah. And the, the person is like, "You sound a lot like Chris," and I was like, <laughs> "We get that a lot," <laughs> because they have no idea. It is like. <laughs> to think that you would catch a criminal right. with that step. Right. Can I talk to Gary? Oh, oh no. What am I going to do? <laughs> I didn't think of... Spoiled ah, it. Hang up real fast. So, anyway, they start chuckling oh. then. And they went ahead and went... We just yes, did the whole deal. Because they're... they're and they said, can I talk people. to Chris? And I said, yes, you can talk to Chris. <laughs> I said, let me get him. And I got back on the phone and yeah. said... Hey, yeah. <laughs> they were just, they were losing it yeah. with laughter and right. we just went the rest of the way. But and they then, were able to do their then job. Then you stole all my dad's money. Then I, <laughs> it was the bank. <laughs> that was the best yeah, day. Yeah, that's the best part. Oh, he man. doesn't, he has no idea because he doesn't know how to use the <laughs> electronics. It's all gone. He doesn't know. The house is in my name. <laughs> Oh, man. All foiled by, can we talk to Gary? (laughs) Ah, rats. But anyway, so yeah, so she's had to do a lot of that with uh, doctor Uh, stuff. It's just a hassle. It is. And it is. It is not, it is, I mean, if we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is unjust. It is. That the husband cannot be there. Right. It is is 
a denigration of marriage and parenting mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. just uncool. Yeah. But Not cool world. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear that. <laughs> uncool. So anyway, yeah, so making phone calls for you. Yeah. Doing your stuff Thank all the time. You. Even though you, but I was there, I drove you to the doctor's yeah, office. Yeah, he was in the parking garage. Mm-hmm. And I was sending him pictures of my sad face with a mask on all by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just getting slow internet yeah. <laughs> in the parking garage. It just is, it's been a weird yeah. experience. I, I thought I would read <clears throat> and I brought my iPad and it was out of, it was out of power. Mm-hmm. It had like 1% oh, that's left. that's sad. Yeah. So what did you do? I had power on my phone, so I tried to download the book oh. onto my phone and read. Which isn't fun. No, it t- it's not takes... fun to read on a phone anyway. Oh, well, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I like to read anywhere. It's just a step too far for me. Yeah, that's right. I can You're do just a like, Kindle. Forget this. Yeah, forget this. <laughs> but you came out. You did wonderfully. Yeah. You got you got like a gold star, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So had a had a good appointment, but anyway, it's just stuff like that, but. So you did well, even though I, you weren't in my pocket. I wasn't today. in your back pocket that yep. day. Yep. Yeah. Use, use a big girl. <laughs> so anyway, so that was, that's our, uh, that's our fun. Rant. Yeah. Rant, about, ranting intro. <laughs> yeah. About COVID. Uh, so let's go to our uh, dedication yeah. for today because we actually talked mm-hmm. about our dedications beforehand this time, which we normally we only just do. say. Do you have a dedication? Yeah. And we normally forget to say, do you have a surprise jello salad? Our dedication this time is a co-dedication. Mm-hmm. It's our, it's, this is our second joint dedication. Really? It's I like, like we're co- married. Dedication. It's like we're one. Yeah. Oh, this is this is just a this is just a marriage episode now. <laughs> um, it's uh, the the summer Bible reading challenge. Yeah. Right? Isn't that yes. what we're going to do? Yes. Yeah. You kind of paused for a the, second, and I was like, Wait. Do you know what I was doing? <laughs> I almost, I was almost going to make a train sound. Like, oh. woo, woo, and then I thought, people won't know what I'm doing. But they will. Go ahead and do it. Because now they'll, <laughs> like, so the theme of the woo, summer. Woo, like that. Which, yeah, but not when I'm talking. <laughs> woot, woot. No, that's just, it sounds like something from Arsenio Hall. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> Do you want to train us? Toot, toot. We'll be back. We're going to go download train sounds. Uh, I'll try and add a train sound over what you did. Like, like a very realistic one. So people will be like, what wow, world? That would she be so it. cool. Then, like, wonk. Like, wonk. Again, I don't know if you know what a train sounds like. Wonk. Here comes a train. Wonk. Wonk. to be a really cool drink sound. You thought you were about to blow us away like truly. Like, and everyone's going to go, whoa. And it went, wah. Wah, wah, wah. I was I even surprised. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> that was the worst train sound I've ever heard. The worst 
sound for anything because <laughs> nothing makes a noise. Uh, you don't know. So, so anyway, <laughs> the the picture on the summer Bible reading challenge is like a train. Like, and what's the idea behind get that? On just board. Get on board. Just do it. Right, and it doesn't matter like what denomination you are. That one of the the great uh, taglines of I'm sorry, I'm crying. Oh gosh, that made me laugh. Of the Bible reading challenges, theologically diverse, but literally on the same page. Nah, did I'm done. Yeah. You take over. I'm still laughing. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, for for the summer month, starting in June, so man, we better get this puppy published. Uh, You'll read through the New Testament. Yeah, starting, Uh, I think, June 1st. It's Yeah, it's, what, like four chapters a day, something like that? Yeah, yeah. And you read all the way through the New Testament and Mm -hmm. end uh, right before September? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Because so. in the, then June, the actual, July, August, yeah, it's then three the actual Bible reading challenge begins where you read the, through the whole Bible yeah. from September to May. Yeah. Uh, but it is a really good just crash into the into the New Testament, and you can mm-hmm. do all sorts of fun stuff with it if you're off school or you know if you're at home mm-hmm. doing COVID. Like yeah. this is a great chance oh. you can your family can read through. I'm telling you right now. You should mm-hmm. take this summer, mm-hmm. even if you don't do the Bible summer Bible reading challenge, mm-hmm. read through the New Testament with your family. Yeah. You've got time. Yeah. You've got time. If, 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 you're, if you think you don't have time, uh, then you're, you're probably looking at your time wrong. Um, yeah. Well, that's one thing that they encourage you to do is read one of the smaller books, like I think First Timothy or I think uh, that's the book that they were saying it takes like seven minutes. Oh, most of them take less, most of the New Testament letters take less than 15 minutes to read. That's it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's pretty surprising. Yeah. You can read through, you know, quite a few of them Mm -hmm. without even really breaking a sweat. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) so we just had to take a pause because our daughters came in and we were wanting to treat them like real people Mm -hmm. and we were telling them, just go on upstairs. We'll talk to you. And they said, no, we've got to talk to you right now. Yeah, there was, they this were, was all hand gestures. Yes, like, we need to talk. Yeah. So we paused it. And they told us that one of the families on Be Our Chef, the one that had been eliminated. Uh, and yes. we were both just looking at them like. Who was voted off the cooking show. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what? <laughs> so oh, breaking man. news, everybody. Yeah, yes, yes. So anyway, back to the summer Bible reading challenge. Um, one, I, I would just take advantage of this time. But yeah. let's talk about what we love about the summer Bible reading challenge. I, what I love right now, I am so excited to read something sure and like unchanging oh in this. like. And where you're not having to go, is this person right? Yeah. Is this statistic right? Yes. Is, does this person really understand what's going on? Does yeah. this person really understand what's going on? It's like, aren't you tired yeah. of yeah. reading that stuff? So let's just read something that has never changed and that's not going to change. And is a sure foundation. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you're not going to find out, oh, that was based on a completely wrong right. statistic or scientific model or yeah. whatever. Yeah, just... Get getting into God's word and it being that sure foundation mm-hmm. is. I mean, that's one of the mm-hmm. great things about God's word is yeah. it is unchanging. Right, it doesn't shift and 
and remold <laughs> itself with whatever the culture uh, is is saying. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, that's a good one. Just uh, being in it because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I'm, I'm, I'm just personally really looking forward to it for that reason. I'm excited for the Summer Bible Reading Challenge because that'll mean I just finished the actual Bible Reading Challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Done. I haven't. I have not done as well as you have Ooh. this year. But I've got my accountability thing of my You're daily pastor. word. You're a pastor. Yeah. Oh. Well, the daily word that I do. <laughs> you where have to read the Bible. I, yeah. Oh. It's a requirement. Um, where I... <clears throat> uh, send out text messages every day based somewhat on the reading. So that's an accountability that... And then that makes it where I don't have to read. Because you can just read the three verses that I post about. (laughs) And then go, well, this is kind of like reading. (laughs) I basically read it. I basically read the book of John. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I liked the Summer Bible Reading Challenge uh, last year Mm -hmm. when we did it. Yeah. And so I was... I was interested in how it was going to be coming right off the heels of the the longer Bible reading mm-hmm. challenge, but it was just a fun summer. And it it thing feels so easy after you've done the other. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like almost like a breeze. Yeah. So. Yeah. A summer breeze. A summer breeze. Ooh, how fun! That sounds like a candle. Yes, it does. Uh, so anyway, but we want to encourage you guys to get on that. How can they find out about this? Um. That's a hard question. I mean, they can go to Christkirk. Yeah, I think dot com. Right? I think I don't want to say their own thing. No, yeah. Uh, so there's an app uh, that you can get uh-huh. the Christkirk app. Okay, that has it. That's the church that's putting it on. Yeah. You can also um, go to either the Olive Tree mm-hmm. uh, Bible or Bible app, or just the Bible app. Mm-hmm. You type in the Holy Bible. It's the first app that comes up. It's the one that's got all the reviews, all the ratings or whatever. It's it's that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got within that the reading plan in there that you can find. Uh, I would say we can even link in the show description mm-hmm. maybe uh, that I'll try and remember to do that. Okay. Just a link to show you how to find these Bible reading things. But yeah. it's it's good to have. I mean, these apps are... Just the berries. You're not trying to look for a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to... You can just click on your app and it tells you you're reading for the day. And as you go through, if it's like, like right now, there's multiple readings in Psalms. Uh, so you'll read through the end of whatever Psalm you're reading through and it'll go next, next reading. Mm-hmm. You click that, it takes you to the next Psalm that you're supposed to be reading. Uh, and, and so it's really, we're in an advantageous time yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Just the ease of being able to read these things mm-hmm. is way easier than it was. You know, the, the the greatest ease we used to have was that we had a Bible reading plan in the back of our Bibles. Mm-hmm. Remember, that yeah. was when it was like, ooh. And then would you run into the problem of? What? You would, so it had oh, the check you it. You checked it. Then the next time you're reading through it for the next year, you're like, I've got to change. That's I've why change I never did covers. it. That would be the whole reason someone would say <laughs> I just didn't want to fill by checks up. <laughs> so here's, I found the website for you. Yeah, okay, so it's BibleReadingOneWord.ChristKirk.com, and that's got all of the 
the information that you would need. Yeah, that takes there. you to this the summer challenge. Yes, page. the the men's, <clears throat> the women, and you can do hashtag same page summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you'll if you do if you type in hashtag same page summer in Facebook or yeah, Instagram, yeah. it'll pull up these uh, a lot of these links. Yeah, but it's it really is good. You'll get on there with some. You'll be doing it one, which is just good. It's good for you to be in the word. You've heard us say this mm-hmm. over and over again. If there's anything and we can encourage we you to do. And I think we were even we were even podcasting last year when this kicked off. Oh, really? Yeah, like we we wow. talked about it last summer. So th- I mean this this page they've got women's one, they've got men one, they have different languages. We helped supply the Swahili language version. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Which was that was a you've been to Africa in the last year. Wow. Doesn't that seem like that ages does seem, ago? That does seem like ages ago. <clears throat> I think so, too. So, anyway, they've got all the all the apps, all the little groups that you can join. There's a men's Facebook group. There's a women's mm-hmm. Facebook group. I'll tell you, the women's Facebook group is a little bit more vibrant than the men's <laughs> because we're men. Right. Uh, and it's funny, in the men's Facebook group, it's normally just like exegetical questions. Yeah. Like, what do you think about this yeah. or that? It's never like... Jesus really moved me, you know, <laughs> yeah. very rarely. Yeah. But the women's is, yeah. I mean, they're just like, and there's comments after oh, yeah. it. The men will read and go, mm, that's interesting. But we won't even comment. <laughs> like a golf mm, clap. We won't even comment, mm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll just be like, huh. <laughs> I, when I, even when I see something that I like and I go, oh, that's good. Yeah. I don't click even yeah. like. I just move on. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty funny. Uh, but you've really enjoyed Oh, I love it. Facebook. I love it. It's so encouraging. And it's it's very godly. It is. The, the I, ones on there. Yes, very much. And the moderators do a great job of... What I like is no one's trying to convince anybody. I should say better than godly. It's very holy. Right. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, they're not trying to convince anybody to like, you know, think the way that they think. It's it is well, it's totally just commenting on the scriptures, right? For the most part, and and if it, even if it does get into questions, mm-hmm. they don't get sidetracked by it. It's just like to the word, mm-hmm. go read the word, mm-hmm. and these things will work themselves out. Yeah. So that's a good. That's a good. Excuse me. It's a good joint dedication. Yeah. Kind of dedication. High five. Wonk. <laughs> Wonk. <laughs> <laughs> they should use my sound effects for the. Summer Bible oh, Challenge. Oh, man. Yeah, for that train. Yeah. You hear the train? Here coming. it comes. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Is there anything else you wanted to say about the Summer Bible Reading Challenge? No, I just want to invite anyone who's listening to... it's. It really is cool to know, like, as you're reading, that there are people all over the world reading the same words that you are that oh, day. Oh, and, and I'll tell you this. It's very helpful mm. in a local community to have that Yes, very on. much. I mean... There are so many disparate Bible reading plans out there that the odds that you and someone in your church will be mm-hmm. on the same Bible reading plan are fairly slim. Yeah. And there is great benefit yeah. to everybody reading the same thing at the same time. Right. And it's a great way to like rope in your neighbors. Like this is a yeah, great conversation yeah. starter. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to read the Bible this summer and I would love if you would read it with yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and you then next time you see them, you guys can talk about, did you read this chapter today? And mm-hmm. Um, it just makes it it's a really natural, easy way for conversations about the word to come up instead mm-hmm. of us like, you know, always looking for those entrances. Yeah. Yeah. The <clears throat> divine doors to open yeah, up. Like yeah. God has given you a divine door, his word. Yeah. Uh, and just talk about it. Okay. So hope, hope that encouraged you to, uh, to, to jump into the summer Bible. Cause again, I can tell you as a pastor over and over, 
the thing that people need more than anything mm-hmm. when they come to counseling is I tell them, get in the word. Mm-hmm. And normally they haven't been. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I would say, 95% of the time. Right. It's that they have mm-hmm. you know, grown lax in mm-hmm. their reading of the word. And so you will, and it, you will not be disappointed if you, if you jump on this train. No. You will not be disappointed. No, and I used to have this idea that, like, I don't know. If I checked this off my list, I had done my holy thing for the day. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I needed to do it. But really, this is where you go to know God. Like, if you're not reading. Oh, yeah. And that's why people have problems is they don't, they don't know who God is. So mm-hmm. that messes everything up. So, yeah, it does just become this holy, this, this holy duty that, that they've yeah. got to so when, sort when, of do, and then yeah. You know. But the 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 and so that's normally why they don't do it. Mm-hmm. I would say people when they when they are faithfully reading God's word, mm-hmm. it tends to happen that God uh, they read about God and He's yeah. amazing and awesome, and their hearts are changed right. by His word as He says that they are. So yeah, hope this encourages you to yeah. get at least in the word. Uh, mm-hmm. Join us with, for the same page summer. We'll be. We'll be on that train reading together, reading as a family. Yeah, and uh, I know people who print off these plans, pass them out. Yeah, okay, so we talked about you can use them in your, your neighborhoods. Yeah. You can use them at your church. Pass them out at the grocery store. How like, could you, you know, what are some ways you, other ways you could use them? Family? Yes. Like you could read it with your kids. Definitely. Yeah, you know, uh, this could be your morning Bible reading, mm-hmm. just uh, reading through these passages mm-hmm. together. You could give it to your kids as something for them to do individually if they're, mm-hmm. Uh, older, and then the family gets back together mm-hmm. to talk about what they've read. Yeah, you know, to sort of see what your kids are taking in as they're reading God's word. Uh, it could be a it could be a compliment to what you're already doing. So you know, uh, whatever you're you're reading in the mornings or memorizing or whatever, you add this to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, there's a lot of things you could do. With, mm-hmm. You know. Home wise, I have other friends who started like WhatsApp groups or Facebook, like their own Facebook groups. There is a the big Facebook group we Mm -hmm. talked about, but they'll start like a local group where people Mm -hmm. can discuss, and it just keeps people on track. Yeah, be fun to start like a Marco Polo group. Yeah, yeah, something like this. Because one, I hate textual. Right. Uh, I'll do a Marco Polo group with you. We live together. I know, but then I could stay. You could stay in in my bed and drink my coffee, and I could tell you what I liked. Mm -hmm. You're in here with the kids, getting breakfast ready and doing dishes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. every now and again. Yeah. Okay, so what did you want to talk about tonight? I think I know what you want to talk about. Yeah. Well, kind of a lot of things. Well, we don't have all that much time. (laughs) Wasted a lot of time on the train horn. I'll be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, um, we just wanted to talk about some things we've been learning at church. Kind yeah. Of, and kind of expound on those even some more. Yeah, so we're in Second Peter. Mm-hmm. And just to, so you can get the general idea of how Second Peter's working. Um, the first part of Second Peter, chapter 1. So so Second Peter has, if you were to ask me the, the, the overriding focus of Second Peter, it would be remember and respond. Mm-hmm. That sort of framework, which isn't all that different from, you could actually use that as a framework for a lot of New Testament books. But the word remember is brought up, is used a lot by Peter um, in, in this epistle. So 
you remember and respond. The first chapter is remember what God has done in salvation and then respond to that. In other words, what does it look like? If you've remembered this, what does it look like to respond to that? Uh, and then he's got the second chapter on false teachers. Uh, and then the third chapter is on remember and respond to what God is going to do. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's that the Lord mm-hmm. is going to return and and that this world is going to pass away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the heavens are gonna are gonna dissolve or be burned up. The elemental things will be uh, dissolved. Um, you know the 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 earth and its works are gonna lay exposed. Th- that's what's going to happen. Um, and then how do you respond to that? How should you mm-hmm. respond to that? That's what we've been looking at the last few weeks. And it's it's really as we've gone through the New Testament and we've pointed out as as I've you know, been preaching on this subject, you know, it was right to pull out all the other references in scripture to this day and how the, how believers are supposed to respond to this day. Uh, and I think it's been good to see, uh, what does it look like for a Christian to rightly respond to the end? Because there's, there's really like two, two ditches on this thing, Mm -hmm. right? One is, or to maybe be, ten ditches. Yeah, yes. Multitudinous <laughs> tell me, ditches. Tell me the two, though. Uh, one is to be kind of wackadoo about mm-hmm. end times. Yeah. And see it everywhere and be afraid that everything is the mark of the beast. Yeah. And everybody is the Antichrist. Every president that you don't like is. Uh, and every, of every nation, anything that's going on, that's this or that's the other. The reason I say that's wackadoo is because it's actually fo- focusing not on the thing that the Bible tells you you should focus on mm-hmm. about the end. Mm-hmm. So even those things that are going to occur, the Bible tells you that you're not supposed to focus on those things, that it, you respond to realizing those things are going to happen, not by just talking about those things, but mm-hmm. by uh, mm-hmm. how you live your life. The other side is to just live as if Jesus <laughs> isn't ever going to come back. So one side is afraid he's coming back right now and you're pretty sure it's going to ha- it's happening because you saw this sign right. in this whatever. Mm-hmm. The other side is to be like, yes, he's coming back, but not really believing it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh not really uh living mm-hmm. as if you believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't want to I don't think you you want to be either of those. And that's it's that's common. That's what we do with every theological mm-hmm. issue is vacillate between one extreme or the other, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're just trying to lay down a, a biblical response to what do you do if Jesus really is coming back? Like if that's true, mm-hmm. uh, Peter tells us this is how you live. This yeah. is what you do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that 2020 has been a great year to kind of, get our minds even thinking about these things because it has been such a weird shifting of things that felt so sure. Well, and, and it's the word we used. It's been an apocalyptic year. And normally when people use the word apocalyptic, they mean end times, Mm -hmm. but actually the word apocalypse uh, is a Greek word. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not a translation. It's just a Greek word, Mm -hmm. which means a revealing. That's why the book of revelation is actually the apocalypse of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. in, in, in the Greek. Uh, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And this time has revealed some stuff. Mm-hmm. One, it's revealed again our fragility. Right. Like a, a, a person can eat a bat in China and a million people can die because of mm-hmm. it. Because of some virus 
that hits some cities and not others, and governments don't know what to do. They don't know how to stop it. One side says this is how you stop it. The other side says that's the complete wrong way to stop mm-hmm. it. One side says you need to shut everything down. Another side says you need to open everything up. And people obviously have no idea how to handle this thing. And what it's doing is revealing to us the end can happen at any moment. Yeah, yeah. Your end, not just the end, but your end can come mm-hmm. at any second. Right. And nothing is secure. Nothing. Like they were talking on the What Have You podcast about the uh, Dust Bowl mm-hmm. and how the very ground that that they had on their property, to think that the very ground beneath your feet could just one day just be blowing somewhere yeah. else. You know, these things that you feel so like, that, well, this can't change. Mm-hmm. Actually, it can, and it will. Yeah, the ground... Remember, did we talk about the Dust Bowl on, on our podcast I don't before? think so. So, do you, do you know how they the, the nation found out about the Dust Bowl? Uh, this is going to be a total aside here. Okay. But, so, you got to remember, back in the day, there was no internet. Yeah. There was no... So, what happened was a dust storm finally blew dust from Oklahoma uh-huh. across Chicago to New yes. York, out into the Atlantic. And that's when people were like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Where did it come from? So to think that your dust in Oklahoma could end up on a building in New York. Like the ground that is underneath you. So yeah, th- this whole world yeah. is unstable. Right. And and this uh, this virus, or even, it, even mm-hmm. if you're like, the virus isn't even a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, the world's response to the virus, uh-huh. if you think it's a crazy response, that's teaching you the same thing. Yeah. That... Something that's not a thing right. can cause people to react in a way that greatly right. changes and it could shut life down and your favorite you, store. Or like. your freedom, right? <laughs> you could be forced to join this apocalyptic sort of yeah. dystopian world because of something that you don't even think is real. Right. So no matter what you think yeah. of this virus, you cannot deny, you cannot deny <laughs> that it is, it is reshaping yeah. the world. The world that you were pretty sure... I'm sure in January, mm-hmm. you were not thinking, I bet this is going to change. You know what? I bet in a month we can't find toilet paper. <laughs> right. That's something I haven't worried about since Roman times, right? <laughs> and here we are, you know, can't. So, so yeah, this, there, is a re, there is a revealing in this. And this is an apocalyptic moment. And we have talked about that. Mm-hmm. That it is showing us that all of this could end mm-hmm. at any moment. Yeah. Uh, and so then, if if that can happen, how do we, which is, I mean, this is really just a microcosm of what mm-hmm. Peter's talking about. Right. It just gets your mind thinking mm-hmm. in that direction. Because it, it, it does all feel so solid and firm. Yes. The earth. So now the imagine. The things in it. Let's yeah. take it a step further. Yeah. And let's, let's burn all this stuff. Right. Let's melt it. Let's. Uh, dissolve it, right? And and that's that word that I said mm-hmm. I, I I loved. It's the the word is untie. Mm-hmm. That it's all going to come untied. Mm-hmm. It's the word that John the Baptist uses when he's talking to, about Jesus and says, "I'm not fit to untie his sandals." Mm-hmm. That's the that's the same word. So yeah. eventually, when the Lord returns, everything about this place. Yeah, we'll talk about the heavenly bodies. What is the is oh yeah so okay so let me pull up let me pull up second peter here uh so what it says in and we use the we'll use the very handy esv uh which i love although i sometimes say i don't know why they translate it this way uh 
It says, uh, back in verse 10, it says, The day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved. That word heavenly bodies is really just the word elements, the elementary things, mm-hmm. the basics. You know, that's what elementary school is. The It's the elementary things. It's the building blocks mm-hmm. upon which you build education. Mm-hmm. That's that word mm-hmm. in the Greek there. These are the building blocks. These are, you could say, the ABCs of the world. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the foundations, the elemental parts of it mm-hmm. are going to be, this says what? They're going to be burned up and come untied. Mm-hmm. So, so the very basics of life, of, of, of this world, I mean, you've got the heavens mm-hmm. burning up with a roar, and you've got the, these, uh, these uh, elemental things, these, the very basics of life on earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coming untied. Mm. All the things that you thought were so sure. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you read back in like uh, Isaiah and these descriptions of the end, and even in Revelation, it's that, you know, mountains being thrown where? Into the sea. Yeah. You've got islands disappearing, seas. I mean, you've got really an undoing of everything that seems so sure mm-hmm. in in creation and mm-hmm. in the earth. And and so that everything you've trusted in can just come untied and you'll have the, that's why the next thing that it says is, uh, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Mm-hmm. That's what the untying is doing. Yeah. It is a revealing of, of us. It is untied. There's nothing, there's going to be nothing to hide behind. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Your life, the thing the, of the entire world and all the works that have done on it, they're going to be exposed, including yours. Mm-hmm. So, so there's nothing. Yeah, take it back to the garden. Take it back to the garden. So in the garden, what did they do? They, in the garden, they hid from they the They hid. They well, they hide behind. They hid in the garden. They hid yeah. behind trees. They made and, and then they took fig leaves, right, yeah. and made clothes for themselves. <laughs> there's going to be no trees. Yeah. There's going to be no fig leaves. Mm-hmm. It's going to be you and everything you've done in front of the Lord. The Lord's not going to say, like he did in Genesis, Adam, where are you? Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be nowhere to hide. Mm-hmm. Pun. No, where? Uh-huh. I love See that. that? Uh, so you'll be standing before the Lord and everything about you mm-hmm. will be laid bare. Mm-hmm. So then, and that's why Peter says, if that's going to happen, what sort of lives should we live? That's mm-hmm. what he says in verse 11. Mm-hmm. He says, lives of holiness and uh, godwardness. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he says godliness, but the the, the word is is God-wordness, of mm-hmm. devotion to God. So that picture there is one of separation and devotion. It's, it's two words, one that means separation and one that means devotion. Mm-hmm. So pulling yourself away from the world mm-hmm. and devoting yourself to God, who is eternal. So pulling yourself away from things that's going to be dissolved up, burned up. Yeah. They're not going to last. And you can't hide behind. Right. And instead, fully focus your life Godward. On him, devoted to him. That that's how Christians are supposed to respond to the end. Live a life separated from that world that is going to be dissolved. And live a life focused on God. Live a Mm -hmm. Godward Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. And I love that pairing. Because sometimes we, we do focus on the holiness. Like if I do these things... Mm-hmm. If I look this way, then, you know, that that's what I need to do. Yeah. But I need to do it without doing it Godwardly, 
Well, we talked about it. That's not holy. Yeah. It, you, yeah, it, <laughs> it becomes wicked. Like it becomes. It's it, 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 the, the Bible actually it's scripturally it's impossible to be holy without doing it for God. Right. Uh, and it's impossible to be Godward and not be holy. Yeah. And, and, and the Bible warns about those things. The Bible warns mm-hmm. that, that people will, will try and, and, and do those things. Uh, you know, for example, let me pull this up. Uh, it mentions this in, in second or first Peter chapter two, uh, verses nine and 10. So this is the idea that, uh, you can't have your eyes fixed on God and your life not be holy. So listen to this. This is to the women. So 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. Likewise, also, uh, that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair, gold, or pearls, or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness. That's that same word, godwardness. Mm-hmm. So if someone professes godwardness, what do they adorn themselves with? He says, but with what is proper for women who profess godwardness with good works. Mm-hmm. So what, what is the, the, it is one thing to profess a life of godwardness. Like that's easy. Mm-hmm. But to truly have a godward life will also be a life filled with good works. It will be a holy life. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you can't be living godward and not be living. You can't be doing things for God mm-hmm. and it not be a holy life. And, yeah. and you see the you see you see both of those, uh, you see both of those examples in scripture mm-hmm. and in I mean and in the Christian life. You yeah. know, people who uh, some people who are you know doing uh, trying to live holy, but for their own sake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not out of a love and devotion for God. Mm-hmm. It, it is not for His good or glory. Uh, it is. Maybe because they think this is what will keep them out of hell or because they are just in their prideful, want to be better than other people or yeah. whatever. Um, and at the same time, you do have people who say, oh, no, I, God and I are good. Uh, and so I'm living Godward. My eyes are on God, but mm-hmm. their life is sort of doing right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Neither one of those is how we're supposed to be living mm-hmm. in the end. We're supposed to be living holy lives mm-hmm. uh, that are set Godward. And when they are... The joy that results. Mm-hmm. You just know. Like when you're doing both, it is the sweetest place to be living. And yes. you realize this is what life is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Set on him. Yeah. Yeah, set on him. And and that that is so important because, you know, as we see, there are so many things. And, and the... You know, the Bible warns about this mm-hmm. from Christ. I mean, all the way back to the prophets, mm-hmm. Christ, the New Testament writers, is that the things of this world will tempt you. Mm-hmm. And you know that they're passing away. Yeah, You know that they are. And yet there is there's that struggle to not put your treasure in things that you know moth and rust destroy mm-hmm. and that thieves break in and steal. Mm-hmm. And yet we spend all of our time. Imagine if we were as devoted to pursuing heavenly things. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that are above rather than things that are of earth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so yeah, there's a constant temptation mm-hmm. for the believer to not just believe that Jesus is going to return, 
but to live like you believe yeah, it. Yeah, because if you do believe it, you will. It will affect how you live. It, it will because you, you will see one where you, you like, like Jesus says. That's uh, going to show where your heart is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, your treasure. Mm-hmm. So recognizing that if I'm treasuring things on earth and if I'm pursuing those things with my hours, that's where my treasure obviously is. I apparently believe either I'm a fool mm-hmm. and I'm investing all this and stuff I know is going to pass away or I, I think this stuff is my hope. Uh, and so to either you're doing that or, you know, you're, you know, you're trusting in those things or you're just, you're not, you're not believing that he's going to come in, in pursuing Godward things. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's so much stuff, so much stuff on this earth that can, that can draw our eyes. And it, it's not just, it's not just our money. It's our time. Mm-hmm. It's what we do with our families. It's how we, it's how we handle our marriages. I mean, all of those things are testaments to whether or not we believe the Lord could return at any second. And yeah. what is he going to catch me doing? Yeah, and you talked this past Sunday about the waiting as we're we're waiting for his return. Yeah, yeah, it's well. One, so for me, uh, one of the 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 passages that 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 struck me about waiting for the return is when Paul tells Timothy that he's to preach the word. Mm -hmm. One of the reason he's supposed to preach the word is because God's going to judge the living and the dead, Mm -hmm. and because of his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Mm-hmm. In other words, Timothy, don't just see, because often we look at the next verses, which are preach the word because people are going to have itching ears. Mm-hmm. But that's not really why he told Timothy to preach the word. He told Timothy to preach the word because God's going to judge the living and the dead and he's going to come. He's going to appear and his kingdom's going to come with him. Mm-hmm. You better be preaching the word when he shows up, mm-hmm. which is just like Jesus said in Luke 12 of a servant. Like if he, if he really believes his master can come back at any moment, he doesn't put his pajamas on, mm-hmm. right? He stays dressed for action, ready for work. Uh, and so just for me as a pastor, just that new spin of preach the word, not just as a, uh, as a contradiction to what the world wants. You know, you give them the word and even when people don't want it, you give it to them. But you preach the word because Jesus could show up in the middle of your sermon. <laughs> can you imagine? Yes. Uh, I can imagine. Yeah. I did it all week long. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, talk about weighty, a thing. Weighty. That is far weightier. Mm-hmm. Far weightier than I'm going to preach the word even though the world's not going to want me to. Which is what drives some people. Right. That antagonistic sort of drive. Yeah. I'm not going to itch anybody's ears. And really, what what Timothy is, Paul's telling Timothy here is, the main drive is, God's going to judge. And he's going to appear. His kingdom's going to come. You better preach that word. Mm-hmm. You better preach it, both for your sake and for the sake of your hearers. Yeah, uh, because they're going to stand before the Lord as well. But the idea that God, that Christ could appear in the middle of one of my sermons, is something that should drive me to preach the word, uh, so that if He does appear, I don't have to, I don't have to fear at all what He's going to, what He's going to step into. But so, yeah, when you look at what the Bible says about waiting on the Lord, mm-hmm. part of it is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. So that idea of waiting is, goes back to Luke 12, of someone who's waiting is ready to do certain things. But the other part that the Bible talks about is how you feel about that day. And that's something that I think Christians struggle with. Yeah. Uh, we're either, often we're scared of that day. Yeah, and again, I think it could be easily 
solved by actually reading the Bible. Yeah. Because we we've just made up these ideas of what it's going to be what like, the day's gonna be. and what yeah. the the new heavens and the new earth are going to be like, and we've never really taken time to. Well, I remember when I wrote that series for Baptist Twenty One about uh, yeah. common misconceptions of the afterlife. Yes, and I even had people in the church who were reading them and saying. I did not know yeah. that that's what the Bible well, said about just... eternal life and what it was going to be. Yeah. I did think I was going to be an angel. You just I take did think... what your grandma taught you. Yeah, or 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 uh, what's the Christmas movie that uh, the everyone watches? Oh, uh, it's a wonderful. It's a life. wonderful life, and you're like uh, angel bells ringing and all yeah. that, and that forms your idea. It does, and then you go, you know what? I don't think I want to just be sitting on a cloud <laughs> strumming a harp, and you right. feel bad for that. But you shouldn't want that. Right. Because that's not what God created yeah, you course. to want. Because that's not that's what he created angels to do, <laughs> not you. And so as you're reading scripture and seeing what eternal life is actually going to look like, you go, oh, that does look good. Yeah. And eternal life is actually going to be a continuation of what has been going on here, <laughs> but just without the stains of sin. Yeah. <laughs> so everything you love about this world... But without the creepiness mm-hmm. and the ruin and the curse and the curse, I mean that's that's that does sound amazing. Yeah. Well, that's that's more in line with what the Bible talks mm-hmm. about. Uh, that's why I mean the the great shock of we're not shock of scripture, but the thing that it was a, a shock when I was first reading is when the Bible starts saying a new heavens and a new earth, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, what's the point of having a new earth? Mm-hmm. We're all going to be in heaven. And then you see that heaven comes down to earth. It's like, I thought earth went up to heaven. (laughs) Heaven comes down to earth and you get like the garden redone. Mm -hmm. But now when you're looking in Revelation and and, and as we'll see in 2 Peter, it's not just in one spot in one region of the world. The garden, as Adam was supposed to do to, Mm -hmm. to take and spread the glory of God throughout the world, God does that, mm-hmm. and the whole earth becomes the garden. Mm-hmm. It's not just a garden in Eden. Everything becomes the garden. Mm-hmm. It's a garden that is the earth. Uh, and that that joy is is something that we should be waiting for expectantly. Mm-hmm. And that and that's so the first part of the waiting was how you're supposed to be in action. The other is how you're supposed to feel about it. And and I had several people, you know, come to me after church and say, I didn't realize how much the Bible talked about how believers should be eagerly waiting for this mm-hmm, day, mm-hmm. anticipating it, longing for it, yeah. loving it, uh, th- that it would be their hope. Mm-hmm. We just don't know how to. No. It's either, like I said, not, I was scared. If we're not, there's just something is missing. Either we don't we know. We need to ask why. We don't know, like, what it's really going to be mm-hmm. like. We've been misinformed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if if or, you if you're in your heart right now hearing about the coming of Christ, and you're like, I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. And or you're not going. I am so glad they're talking about this. I love that day. There's something up mm-hmm. because the Bible over and over says that even basic Christians uh, should have mm-hmm. this rejoicing mm-hmm. in the coming of Christ. Yes, and I. I can't tell you how many years of my life I spent being terrified of all things end times mm-hmm. and and it is such a joy to be in a place where 
I know the truth and I, um, I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way it should be. That you're rejoicing in these yes. things. Yes. 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 And it's such a relief. Mm-hmm. So if you are out there and, and you do feel like I used to feel, there is hope. Like, there is a way for you to, to get over that. And God will be faithful to you if you pursue him in that to correct your misconceptions. Yes. And to grow your faith. Yes. Cry out uh-huh. for, for this heart yes. of the second coming. Uh, and and the Lord is not, of course, going to keep this uh, from his feet. It's the natural heart. In fact, it's like I said, it's some of the basic parts of of the Christian faith. So, so uh, for example, like when when Paul is is talking to the Thessalonians in First Thessalonians chapter one, he tells them that he's rejoicing that they've he's heard about their salvation. And how they turn to God from idols. So that's one thing. And we think about that when we think of someone's salvation. Like, great, of course that's what someone does when they get saved. They turn from their idols to serve the living God. But he also says that they've started to wait for the appearing of the sun. Mm. So that's the, hey, I heard you got saved, <laughs> that you turned from your idols and you're waiting now for Christ. <laughs> and But that's not normally what we think of. Yeah. Like, we don't want to bring up end time stuff. Like, that's... That's what you talk about later and because we get, again, into the wrong minutia and the wrong focus. Like I told Well, golly, how many of us have been totally scarred? Yes. By? By all the various options of all the various things. Oh, and my word. Movies books and books and, and thief that are all night. focusing on get not amen? the thing that... <laughs> That when the Bible talks about the end, it says that it doesn't just talk about the end. It talks about the end and then tells us what we should focus on after telling us what's going to happen in the end. Yeah. So it lays out what's going to happen. But that's more of a promise to Mm -hmm. us. And then now, in light of that promise, this is how you live. It doesn't say memorize the promise. Mm -hmm. and be. It's like, look, and this is how. You live mm-hmm. in light of the, that truth. This yeah. is this is what you do. Wait for the appearing. Long for it. Mm-hmm. And, and the Bible's filled with that, with that joy. And like I, I was so, so I think I think there there people tend to be scared of the end. And I think for two reasons. One, they're scared of the end because they just think it sounds scary. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of Christ coming back really frightens them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, this was me. Mm-hmm. I was, I've had nightmares when I was younger. I bet I have more. I bet, I'm sure you did uh, <laughs> of the return of Christ. Yeah. Um, and yet the Bible tells us that for Christians, it is a day that we do not fear. Mm-hmm. It is a day that we love. That it is a day we can face with confidence mm-hmm. instead of fear. That it is, a, that as Jude says, a day of mercy for the believer. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not wrath. Yeah. Not fear. Uh, and so that fear is totally unfounded. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the one of the great things one of the great things that the Bible promises us uh, about that day is that not only do we not have to not have to fear it, but that the Lord will actually be the one who will sustain us for that day. Because that's so. So I think there are two fears about that day. One is that God's going to see who I am, mm-hmm. uh, and the Bible says, "Look." Your life is hidden with God in Christ. Mm-hmm. 
So you have no reason to be yeah, afraid. Yeah, while people are scrambling, looking for mountains yeah. and trees to hide You're behind. You're going to be behind the You'll one thing behind that is not the guy on part the of the horse. heavens right. or the, the elemental parts of the earth. You'll yeah. be behind the thing. The only thing that can save yeah, you. Yes, your life is hidden with God yeah. in Christ. Mm-hmm. So that's why you do not have fear. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bible says you can have confidence. It's your, that this is part of God's love. God's love for you has driven out this fear. That is his love perfected in us. So it's not a day that we need to be afraid of. Because the one thing we've trusted in is the, is the one thing that will not be gone. Mm-hmm. Christ will stand. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's the appearing of Christ that is going to be absolutely necessary for us. Mm-hmm. Because everything else is going to be gone. Yeah. But the one thing we've attached ourselves to, that rock will not be moved. Mm-hmm. When all the other rocks are, mm-hmm. that's the one yeah. that won't be touched. That cornerstone of creation itself mm-hmm. will be our bedrock. And why we can call God Father. Like thinking of thinking of a father returning, mm-hmm. like that is that is gonna be a wonderful day. Yes. Your father is coming for you. Yes. So face that Face that day with with confidence because your relationship with God is real. Right. Because Christ is real. Yes. And what he's done in you is is real. Mm-hmm. And that, that gives us uh that gives us confidence. And in fact, it, it is the holiness of our lives that gives us the confidence that all of this is real. Mm-hmm. I mean that's what that's what we see in in first John four, that we have confidence to stand on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. In other words, your holy life, the fact that you're wanting to live a holy life, that you're wanting to live a Godward life, proves that you are His. And that's what gives you confidence in that day. Mm-hmm. I know that God is real and that He's changed my life. Because mm-hmm. look at how I'm living. I, couldn't live, I wouldn't live this way on my yeah. own. So what has happened to me? Christ must have indeed saved me. Yeah, and that shows like the trajectory of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. When you see homes that are being transformed where yeah. people are are learning to be holy and and it's changing whole families and whole communities that is the kingdom mm-hmm. like that's where it's headed that's the that's the work that's the that's the growing of that great tree yes yeah. and it's so exciting and it it should it should give us energy to like you said on Sunday, like part of the waiting is the work we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like to, to go out and march cheerfully and work and mm-hmm. preach and because teach. Because Christ is going to appear. His kingdom yeah, is coming. and we're proof of that. Yes. And so we should be loud and we should be robust and we should be... And confident. Like, yeah, and happy and excited. Mm-hmm. So many things. Yes. <laughs> Joyous. Yeah. Yes, there should be that that leaping joy for the believer that their king has won. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not let your hearts be troubled, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because he has overcome the world. Mm-hmm. So that that idea, that confidence is one thing. The other thing I would say that scares people is, uh, like like we talked about, is that they might love this world too much. Yeah. And they're afraid to lose. And I've been there too. <laughs> <laughs> they're afraid to lose that that part of yeah. of life. Either something that they've always wanted to do, or something that they enjoy doing. Oh, and to think that that would be I'm lost. So in eternity. ashamed. I'm so ashamed to think back on things that I didn't want him to return. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to finish a TV show. <laughs> I wanted to know the ending of you know certain stories. Yeah. Oh. It just shows. 
that if, if so if there's anything mm-hmm. like I said on Sunday if there's anything that you're not willing to just fling to the ground mm-hmm. when you see Jesus appear yeah that shows that you're not holding that thing godwardly let that be a wake up call yeah L- look at that thing and again we don't like to say you're making an idol of that thing mm-hmm. because that's not an entirely a biblical use of the term you can listen to that on the previous episodes. Uh, but you're obviously not using that thing in a Godward way. And you can use everything that you're mm-hmm. doing in a Godward way. Mm-hmm. If it's not sin, right? If it's sin, right. of course you can't do that in a Godward way. But if any ancillary you part of your Godward life. You can be Godward by dropping yes, it. Yes. I mean, you can look at, you know, I, we do this with our schedule. We do that. Well, how are those things being done Godwardly? Um, then that will that will make it. If they're done Godwardly, then when God appears, mm-hmm. it's already oriented toward him. This mm-hmm. is what you've been doing it for the whole time anyway. Uh, so yeah, just do not, do not, do not fear this day, mm-hmm. but wait for it. Mm-hmm. Just, it is going to be Christian. Such a joy. Yeah. Such a joy. And while everyone is bemoaning 2020, let it be a reminder to you that let this be the time you begin to make that change and to, to start yeah. living Godwardly and, to start living for the the world to come. Yeah, there might be something that this apocalypse reveals to you mm-hmm. about your life, uh, and we've mentioned maybe that before. But, yeah. Um, really, don't let it just be in response to COVID. Mm-hmm. Let it be in response to the Lord's uh, appearance. That all of this is going to be dissolved. Mm-hmm. What have you been spending your life on? Mm-hmm. Something that's going to be dissolved. Something that's going to be come undone. Yeah. When you can joyously and confidently be living for the coming king. Mm-hmm. What a way to live. Yeah. Don't waste your life. Yeah. Um, find the real joy that's found in living for the king who is coming. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, I, man, I'm glad that we, we were able to talk about that mm-hmm. because... Uh, well, I'm edified. Again, there's so many, <laughs> like... so many passages that I wanted to bring up tonight that talk about <laughs> Loving that day, eagerly waiting for that day. So many verses Mm -hmm. to where if you're not, if we're not, Mm -hmm. I don't want to leave you out there hanging out to dry, right? Um, Then there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's a check we can do throughout our life. Oh, yeah. Throughout our lives. How are you? And And it'll be seen. It'll be seen not just in, I heard about Jesus appearing, I got happy. Mm -hmm. It'll be seen in, well, how are you living? Are you living a holy life? Are you living Godwardly? That's how you show you're waiting. That's how you show where your heart is. Mm -hmm. Because if your heart is there, where you actually are loving that day, then these are the things that will be happening in your life. Mm -hmm. You will be living, you will be separating from this world that is passing away. Mm -hmm. And you will be clinging to the God who never passes away. So, yeah. Hope that edifies you. That uh, has certainly been encouraging for us. And it will reshape and continue to shape how we raise our kids, Mm -hmm. how we uh, handle our marriage with each other, everything Uh, can be done in light of his appearing Mm -hmm. so and his kingdom yeah but all right let's do a surprise jello salad we got time for that yeah let's quickly 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 a quick jello salad who wants a quick jello salad um i would say that really thought i was gonna have time to think about this um (laughs) so unprepared unprepared okay so some people weren't at church some people listen to this tell us tell me your scariest end times moment (laughs) Oh my goodness. I had a lot. Like I I was the only girl in my family, so I had my own room. And 
I had many nights where I was so scared. And it my fear was completely based not on robbers or bad guys, but that Jesus was going to come back. <laughs> you were more afraid of Jesus than a bad guy. I would just look out. I would look out my window. I'd get out of bed, look out my window. I, every noise I heard, I just thought it was going to happen. And I was also scared of angel visitations. Well, that would be scary. Like, you've got reason no, to be No, like, I would lay in bed, like, please don't send an angel to talk to me. Please don't. Just mm-hmm. leave me, like, just pretend like I'm not here. I just want to, like, you know. Because those are happening all the time. <laughs> That's happened to, like, five people in the Bible, so I'm pretty sure it's also going to happen and to me. And I wish I could say I was a little kid when that happened. <laughs> we won't talk about how old I was. <laughs> Anyhow, um, but I had several dreams. The weirdest dream I ever had was, um, it always happened. Well, that's where my bedroom was. Is it was at the corner of the house. So Jesus always came back in my dreams right above the garage, mm-hmm. above that big light. Her garage is in the east, by the way. So she's at least <laughs> somewhat biblically accurate. Yeah, we, her... have a deta- we had a detached garage yeah, across yeah. the driveway. And it was just always super weird. So in this... Oh, I believe that. (laughs) This particular one, he had come back. Like, I heard a noise, and I got out of bed, and I looked out my window, and there was a cardboard cutout of, like, the typical... Wait, like like a a cardboard? Like a cardboard? Stand-up cardboard cutout? Yes. A giant cardboard cutout of, like... It would have to be. Of, like, storybook Bible Jesus. Like... Like felt board... Yeah. Uh, oh, and wow. he was smiling and he was holding his hand up. Like, was he Jewish or was he white? More white than Jewish. Mm, I could see that. Yeah. And it was kind of moving around in a circular motion. Like he was kind of like waving. And my heart just dropped <laughs> for many reasons. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that would creep you out. That's, yeah. that's very weird. I just, yeah, I was so scared. How about you? <laughs> Oh, well, mine. So I shared this on Sunday, actually. <laughs> so mine was, I was, man, I had to be like in the eighth grade. And I was, I had started listening to Christian radio, but not like long enough to know the ins and outs of Christian, the Christian radio station. Because you became to. a Christian when you were? Uh, 10. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, somewhere in there. I mean, became so, a Christian yeah. from eternity past. Anyway, that's a whole other <laughs> issue. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, just to, I was at a point in my Christian growth where I was really wanting to start listening to good things, yeah. good music, yeah. and seeing the value of that over bad music. Uh, sorry, Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> um, but one night, I turned on the radio station, it was late at night, and I think I was going to play like, I think I couldn't sleep, and I was going to play Sega. That's how old this was. I was going to play Sega yeah. while listening to the radio, listening to Christian radio. Uh, and I, and I turned on the Christian radio station and I didn't know that at night they played like Christian death metal. <laughs> so I turned it on and it just goes, you know, Jesus, cross. And I was just like, I seriously thought, not, not joking at all that Satan had taken over the radio stations. And I, like, again, I thought, like, 
Prince of the Power of the Air, mm-hmm. right? Also, I was pretty exegetically sound yeah, yeah. for why I would think Prince that this of could the happen. Power of the and airwaves. I, I thought that this was like the beginning of the end. This Armageddon is now uh. unfolding. And I'm, I was so frightened. I need to move. I know I just, that feeling. I, had, I was the one with one neuron at that point. Because I was just staring at my, you gotta remember, this is a, this is like the mid nineties. So I had the big like tape deck, multiple CD changer thing going on. And I'm just looking at it. Like, what do I do? You know what I did? I just turned it off and went to bed. I was like, I don't, I didn't play video. I just turned it off. Like so shaken. And you didn't, we didn't, I didn't really have, we didn't have cell phones in. Yeah. What no. would I have done? Page my youth minister? This <laughs> pager? Nine, one, one. Yeah, but I mean, Satan's got that too. Probably would have been, it was one of his minions answering. <laughs> and I just thought, well, here we go. And I just was so shaken. I just went to bed and, you know, I even got up in the middle of the night, turned it back on. To check. Uh, to check. Uh, and it was Dead quiet. Oh gosh, because there, there was, was no programming. Nothing. Well, now I know it's because there's no programming. But, yeah. but at that time, I thought the takeover's complete. Oh gosh, right? They don't even need to declare it because I did. I knew that this <laughs> is not human. <laughs> not a human voice. I wonder what band it was. Uh, I I don't know. It wasn't Switchfoot. I tell you that. Um, but yeah, I. <laughs> The most sure moment yeah. that Armageddon was happening. Bless your heart. I mean, ha- I, mean I was ready for riders on horses. Yeah, and, and the big hornets. Which, yeah, we, I mean, you got to remember, so as, as an eighth grader, I'm like, what, 13? 14? 14, yeah. So I wasn't ready for battle. No. Uh, but I mean, no. I just want to play video <laughs> So I wonder, I wish you knew like the next morning if you were like, oh, okay. I'm sure I woke up and was normal. like, whew. Because be- d- it was always at bedtime that I would get scared. Yeah. And think, you know, things. I did one time have a dream where if I opened the curtain, Jesus mm-hmm. would return. Oh. And I remember being like, so, and I think it had to do with when the church bus would come, uh-huh. I would hide from it. <gasps> yeah. And I would open that curtain and peek out. And again, at that time, I thought, Super hidden. Yeah, nobody can see me. Little did I know that, that Ralph Anglin was just a very nice yeah, man yeah. who knew that I just was... I mean, because you can totally right. see that now when someone opens a, a curtain. Right. Uh, and, and your room is right in front of the driveway. Right in front of the driveway. Right at the end of the driveway. It's my room. So it's just like... <laughs> and then... Like, not going to church. Uh, I remember thinking, if you move that... That he was going to be right there, mm-hmm. like very. I also loved horror movies. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. So I think that had something. You to do. Jesus was like be right I would there. open his face. Oh god, would be right up against my window. Yeah, see, and, <laughs> we were and, so so, and but but I also thought if I didn't open it, the second coming wouldn't happen. Right. So is that the all powerful? Yeah. Curtain. So just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And then, but then my finger was, of course, in the dream, like beyond my control, oh, drawn no. to the window. <laughs> and so yeah, that's probably the. Two yeah. creepiest moments I've had oh, with you. That's so crazy. I remember my mom had a dream that she told me about, and it was all in black and white. It was like a real epic mm, movie, like film noir. Yeah, and they were trying to like get a baby to a certain. It was all very. Wait, did she just watch Rosemary's Baby? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she had a but dream or it she... was apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah, and really? I had I had a dream once that he, he so I guess this 
I don't know what had happened. Who knows? I was so confused. Like, maybe the rapture had happened and I got left behind, but I got to be, like, on team team two that would, you know, get to yeah, be safe. So Whatever. There's things theologically wrong with that statement. So <laughs> yeah. We're not espousing any of our false no, no, beliefs no, no, no. at that time, by no. the way. So uh, we had, like, this underground operation going and printing. We were, had, like, an underground printing press trying to get the word out yeah. and... Yeah, it was very, like, film noir kind That's of. So funny. <laughs> anyway. Ugh. But to anyone out there who, bless you, saw A Thief in the Night as a child. <laughs> Isn't that what it was called? Yes. You, See, you I watched should, it one time. You should call it. When I, and it was about around the time I was in the eighth grade, I think. I was Sometime around that. I don't remember anything about it, but I remember being scared. They showed it. I remember at this gymnasium mm-hmm. down the street, they showed it to the youth group, and I was a kid. Like, I was in elementary school, but I had brothers in the youth mm-hmm. group. And, you know, it was at that time when all the evangelistic things were scare tactics. Yeah. <laughs> that was so scary. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember vivid scenes of that movie, like a giant, some sort of giant, like insect was, which by the way is a good evangelistic thing. What? But we'll talk about that. Yeah. I knew you were, (laughs) this is, but using things that. Yes. Not the Jesus's way of using the end as an evangelist. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, like Jesus used. Literally use the end time scare tactic. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> but this was like a <laughs> a less biblically based right. end time scare tactic. Yeah, yeah, there was a giant like giant insect with its stinger coming through the window or something of this house, and they were all trying to hide from. Well, it. that's Revelation. <sighs> <laughs> so maybe anyway. Uh, anyway, creepy. Yeah. Take, making taking some of the imagery of that apocalyptic literature could explain and, uh, <laughs> why I was like laying in bed as a teenager, yeah. like please don't come oh, back, man. So anyway, if you'd like to know any more about what's messed up about the afterlife uh, or our visions of the end, if you want to know why you don't need to be afraid, you might accidentally take the mark of the beast oh, or anything we like that. Talk about that. Uh, then Someday. feel free to message us on the podcast, and we'll talk about it. Ask the podcast at gmail.com. If you don't ask, we won't talk about it again. I promise. <laughs> we'll just talk about it to each other. Uh, hope you guys, though, speaking of the end, have enjoyed this because we've run out of time. This is the end. This is the end for us. Um, it's been good talking to you. Hopefully you've been encouraged by the hope of the coming of Christ, this day of mercy, this day of hope, this day that we are to love, this day we're supposed to be waiting expectantly for, this blessed, blessed day, the day of our salvation and our eternal life. What a great day and what a great time we've had with you guys. Hopefully we'll do it again next time. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.